Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We are the e-news of astrology. Today, we'll be diving into the cosmic guidance from the stars, celebrities, and entertainment lifestyle. Thanks for joining us, and let's see what the universe has in store. It's that time of the week again where we here at Astro Kiki Radio break the stars above and the stars below right down for you. We are the e-news of astrology. My name is Kyle Thomas and I'm a pop culture astrologer. You may know me from some of my interviews with mainstream publications like Cosmo, Bustle, Marie Claire, and more. As well as now, I am the resident astrologer for Horoscopes and Horoscopes Daily on Instagram. We are so grateful to be partners with them now and honored to be working with them and we'll be releasing all sorts of different content in the weeks and months ahead. This week on Astro Kiki Radio, we have some huge astrological news in store for each and every one of you, as well as some inside Hollywood gossip and, of course, a lovely celebrity guest here on air with us today. We are broadcasting from my home in the Hollywood Hills. Sam, take it away. Hey guys, Sam Davidson here. Super excited to chat with you guys this week. Entertainment news journalist, celebrity gossip junkie. I love it all and I love you guys for listening. And I, of course, love astrology. I'm super excited to be sitting here with our special celebrity guest, Brandon Liberati. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you for having me. We're very, very excited to have you. So you do so many cool things. I'm just going to chat with you for a couple minutes about what it is. So you're an international celebrity hairstylist, beauty style influencer, and television personality. And you're one of the most well-known hairstylists working with some of the top TV, movie, music, and Broadway stars. Yes. Very impressive. I love it. in a nutshell. Yeah. Like some of your clients are people on shows like American Horror Story, Two Broke Girls, American Housewives, Will and Grace. And you also um, had your own hit reality show, Newlyweds, the first year. And you've appeared on Shaws of Sunset, Watch What Happens Live, American Beauty Star, BuzzFeed, RuPaul's Drag Race, Drag You, and now, of course, Astro Kiki Radio. Yeah, see, this this completes my journey right here. Yes. Um, Bravo, yeah, Bravo's a huge part of my career. And I think because I did have a reality show on Bravo that uh, I... A lot of those Bravo lebs are attracted to me because you know it's it's it is a family, and it's definitely its own. Um, we know what we go through on there. It's it's like a cult, a cult network. It yeah. really is. So it's very cool. Well, I'm a big fan of Bravo. Are you into astrology at all? Is it your thing? I love astrology. Look at my hands. Yeah, oh yeah. I have symbolism all over. I love astrology. I'm. Um, it, it'll be fun to get into you know, what, what I think about it and to learn from you and see if, if how I use it in my life is correct. And for uh, for everyone listening, you are the husband and partner of our lovely guest last week, right? He's lovely. He's amazing. (laughs) Craig is fantastic. We love uh, Craig. I mean, it's funny because it's like, it's so wonderful to, to have this show and be connecting with such incredibly talented and sweet people and, you know, just through the network of meeting more wonderful and sweet people. And it's just, I don't know, I just, it, every week it's so cool to have this experience and really feel like we're really connecting on such a great level with so many people. Craig is one of the nicest people I've ever met. So yeah, he's such a good guy. I'm very fortunate and we couldn't be more different. Not that I'm not a nice guy, but we're, we're very different from each other. So it really works. I, yeah, he's, he's great. 
Well, I'm so excited to get into you two as well, since, you know, we know Craig mm-hmm. from last week, so does our audience. So it's going to be really exciting to talk about. Before we get into our top celebrity stories of the week and then your chart, we are going to get into our weekly forecast. Kyle, it's the shit show of a week is what you've been saying? Yeah. I mean, I warned everybody, you know, a couple of months, months back, you know, I usually look into the stars for at least a year ahead, especially if I'm writing a book, which I'm actually in the process of looking at a few different kind of deals and plans that I'm going to be doing for next year and mapping out the stars and all of that. And so we as astrologers, we can kind of see which months are going to be like the best. Like for instance, for everyone, September and August are going to be so lovely and so magnificent. And, you know, I'm excited to to put that out there because I knew that July was going to be an effing shit show. And so did every astrologer that's out there because we see that there's the Mercury retrograde going on. We have eclipses. Eclipses are always throwing dust into the air. You know, sometimes when we have these more difficult aspects, I I refer to them as like a, a a cosmic storm. We're in this cosmic storm, this cyclone. And... You know, because you, there's different processes of it. You know, at the beginning, you kind of like feel it like approaching and you're like, oh shit, what's, you know, what's out there? Then we're in the middle of it, which is right now. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we get through it. It's just like if you're walking through, if you could walk through a tornado, if that makes sense, you know? That sucks, Kyle. That is so <laughs> sad. I, it, it's terrifying. It doesn't scare me though. And that's one thing that I've been trying to like, hopefully, you know, show you is that even even when we have some of these more difficult or harsher aspects, they're here to challenge us so we can grow and evolve. And sometimes they're, they're not even that difficult because if you're doing the work on yourself all the time and you're growing and you're happy in your relationships, it's not just going to make something to like be destroyed because, you know, for, for instance, like with, with the eclipses for the Capricorns and the Cancers right now, anyone that is in a shitty relationship or maybe not even shitty, just maybe not they're not supposed to be together. They're breaking up right now. But the people that are in good relationships, they're growing closer. They're talking about getting engaged or they are engaged or they are married or they're having a baby or, you know, there's all these wonderful things. And that's because they put effort into their relationships and they're in a solid partnership. Does that make sense? Yes. How often does something like what's going on right now happen in astrology? Is it something that happens a couple times a year or is it... Too often, too often. It's, I always say it's like going to the dentist every time you go, you're like, didn't I just go to the freaking dentist? I swear to God, I just went. And it's, I mean, it's quarterly basically. Well, I mean, the thing is that the planets are always moving. So it's not like you can always, you know, assume like, oh, it's summer. We're going to have a Mercury retrograde. It doesn't always work that way. You know, we can look at the different, you know, the movements of the sun and know that that's going to be the same every year. That's why we know our sun sign and our birthdays but when we have different things like a mercury retrograde well that usually retrogrades roughly about three to four times a year and we usually have roughly about four ish eclipses a year sometimes five sometimes it could be even more than that uh but it wouldn't be more than i'm assuming like even six i don't think i've seen that before i'd have to look back but but that basically, you know, we, we do know that these things, because they're, they're rotating, they're moving, you know, um, the eclipses are actually going backwards in the zodiac. So, you know, right now, or before, a couple of years ago, we were in Aquarius and Libra, and then they moved into, now they're in Cancer and Capricorn. Well, then next year, we get the first Sagittarius and Gemini axis moving forward on that time, too. And then it's just going to keep going backwards again. So then after that, that's going to be Scorpio and Taurus. And then it's going to be Aries and Libra. So it's, 
it's just always kind of moving that way. And then we look at all of the other planets like Jupiter, like that goes retrograde at different times. And so yeah, it's very complicated. And that's why we're here to, you know, essentially do the work for you just to kind of show you where the openings and the closings are. So, so fascinating. I know. I, I love it. It just makes me so excited. So, <laughs> all right, well, let's, let's dive into this week. So we touched a little bit last week about how there is the full moon lunar eclipse in Capricorn on July 16th. So that energy is really going to be spilling out through the entire week. You know, full moons are always connected to a corresponding new moon. In this case, it'd be a solar eclipse in the same sign in that year. So, you know, we basically start things on the new, the, the solar eclipse, the new moon, you know, so look back around uh, January 5th to be like, who were you talking to? What were you doing? What projects were in motion? You know, you're going to see the efforts of those kind of come into this abundance or this harvest mode now. So you can actually continue on your path and, and reap those rewards or shift your direction. That's what the corresponding full moon is. So Kyle gives really good advice that, you know, it's like you're a little kid and you go, yeah, I know you're right and you don't take it. And then you that time comes and you go, damn, I, I wish I would have done that. Kyle writes down what he does mm-hmm. in bullet points, even if it's something small, even if he does nothing every single day in his calendar. So at times like these, he can go back and see what he was doing then. Yeah, I was just going to say I can't remember what I what I did yesterday. I mean, seriously, it's right here. Like, it's oh, Instagram and gosh, Facebook are the only ways I can track anything you know, like that. Yeah, like everything is documented. Who oh, I talk to, if I like gosh. meet with. So, for instance, like the other podcasting that we're talking about, I wrote that down today. That like, oh, we got introduced about that. Well, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff is all you know oh, going it's to like be correlated. A fascinating journal. Right yeah, there. yeah, you know, and that's why the funny thing is, it's like if I know that you know I was talking to. A business contact, you know, someone that I haven't reached out to in that rough time. And I'll be like, well, hey, maybe I need to reconnect with them. And then maybe they hire me or, you know, maybe they open a door or if there's even a lover or someone, you know, like maybe you reconnect or whatever that be. Or maybe you take your relationship to the next level. Like everything is divinely connected. And so that's why I just think it's really beautiful. How inspiring. I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah. I know. You say you will. And then like Probably me, you so don't do note, it. The notes in my phone. Yeah. Work for me. Exactly. Totally, totally. Well, you know, going back to the eclipse. So this eclipse is three times more powerful than a full moon. And you know how people are on full moons. It's like, oh shit, I'm feeling crazy or horny or angry or impulsive or whatever. Crying. I mean, none of those things were ever me. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, you know, so this is actually even more intense for people at this point in time because we're really seeing like a very, you know, rare phenomenon in the year. So, you know, this is going to be really, really powerful in culminations, endings, and achievements for everyone in this area of your life. So, you know, look at like what you've been building, you know, the long-term structures and build it, like the plans that you've been uh, creating in your life, even in relationships, and in whatever that longevity here that you've been investing your time and energy within, you're going to either receive, receive those rewards or you're going to have to shift your, your path and plan with it. So, you know, really be thinking now this week, how are you leaving your impact on the world? And so for me, right, I mean, I when I started my job last year, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. missed Comic-Con because I just started around this time. Mm-hmm. And it was always going to be a thing if I hopefully was still going to be there like I am right now. We were going to go do Comic-Con. I've been working so hard, full force, to get into all of the press rooms, get the biggest celebrities, all of it. And I leave in two days. And this is, I keep on getting scared about Comic-Con, but 
all actually this is a good time because everything I've worked for is kind of coming to light, right? Well, the you had an eclipse in your career sector at the beginning of this month. Mm-hmm. So it's it, with it being an eclipse, it's a powerful energy, and it's you know some, like usually I feel like a normal new moon is going to last for very specifically in that certain like ten days that are after that, but the power of, of an eclipse lasts for six months. It's like the theme of your life. So if you're going into eclipses in your career, the whole effing year is going to be crazy big with career stuff. If you're going into eclipses where it's love or children, like it's a longer big theme and process for you. So that's why, yes, you're very fortunate and massively fortunate for, because we have to look back, but I'm pretty sure you found out about going to Comic-Con after that eclipse happened. Yeah, it was, well, I mean, like you said, what were you doing January, like, around then? And yeah. I, I think that is when I kind of got... Oh, really? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I think oh, it's then, around yeah, then I got approved yeah. for Comic-Con, and um, now I'm I'm going in a couple of days. No, then you're absolutely right. So don't be right. scared, girl. Don't be scared. Yeah. I got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Sorry, I was, I was mincing up some of those dates just for you, because I was not sure when you were approved for it, but... But yeah, no, I mean, you're, yeah, that's exactly a perfect example. Another thing for me, I'll use a tangible example, is so I have been doing astrology and involved in entertainment for, you know, pretty much my whole life. And in some capacity, either if I was just like studying spirituality growing up or like being an actor or things when I was younger. But, you know, I've always been involved in Hollywood. Well, I actually, this eclipse very affects my career and also publications for me. So I... I started writing a ton of stuff for Bustle and all those publications back in December and then launching them right after the eclipse. Now, I literally had 12 published like yesterday. That's amazing. Like, it, so that's just, it keeps building and that's what I'm saying. It's like, hell yeah, I was working my ass off and it's like working. It's Very so interesting cool. because I, I don't know what my chart is, obviously. Yeah, yeah. help me with that. But this last month, it's been the same thing. Like, I had three publications come out in one day. Like, yes. it, my work has been flowing so easily. So it kind of gives me perspective on maybe what I was working on. <laughs> right? Yeah. Totally, yeah. totally. Right maybe totally. next time we'll remember and we'll start writing this yes. down. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, yeah. Just do whatever works for you. Yeah, I'll do it. You know, I just don't like being told what to do. And I'll one day be like, I'm going to do that. Yeah, you know, whatever. But like I said, whatever (laughs) literally works for you. So there's two two other days that I do want to bring attention to in this week. The 17th is going to feel a bit heavy because we have Venus, the planet of love and money. It's going to be feeling cold and bummed out (laughs) due to a clash with Saturn, which is the planet of obstacles and hardship. So this may mean that some people are feeling very deflated on this day, especially in relation to their love life or relationships. So don't worry, though. If the things are kind of rough, it'll pass. It'll be fine. However, on the 18th, Venus, our sweet planet of love, will be smiling over to Neptune, which is the planet of imagination and faith. Even though we had, a, you know, this sad energy just right before, we actually have an opportunity for happiness. And this is one of the most romantic and creative vibrations we can have in a year. So literally plan something super special around here because this is a magical time for romance and relaxing. You know, you're almost gonna feel like something special is in the air. Some people legitimately have the opportunity to like meet a soulmate or like fall in love. Like that's just kind of like this very vibrant and, and, and colorful, you know, romantic and passionate energy. And also creative, like I said. You know, so there's that. Enjoy yourself. And if you're single, do try to meet someone now. So. Me. But you're at Comic-Con then. 
You yes. should definitely, you know, you try to meet, oh, but Neptune also rules, okay, no, this is funny, okay, so for her, the way I can break this down specifically is so Venus is your ruler because you're Libra, and then Neptune is also what rules Hollywood, so those things aligning, it literally means that you can meet someone in Hollywood that's really legitimately in your industry. Well, let's hope he's not day. wearing a mask because <laughs> I don't want any surprises when I get back home. But it would be lovely, you know, Batman, he could be Batman, he could be the Joker. As long as he doesn't work out in front of Grauman's Chinese theater, yes. he can be Batman. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. That's oh yeah, true. totally, totally. Okay, well, blomp, I'll blomp. keep you guys posted about this Comic-Con romance. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. All right. Does that wrap us up for well, our weekly podcast? Yeah. Okay. Well, guys, next is my personal favorite segment, which is our pop culture stories of the week. We are going to be right back, so stay tuned. Hey everybody, welcome back to Astro Kiki Radio. We are going to get into the top three stories of the week as well as our celebrity WTF. So first we're going to talk about some good news in Hollywood. YouTuber Gigi Gorgeous marries Nats Getty. So I didn't even know that she was with someone or engaged for a while. I'm obsessed with her. I think she's so cool. I interviewed her on a red carpet last fall. I didn't I'm not in that world of YouTuber beauty, but I thought she was just one of the most beautiful, coolest people I'd ever met. Um, She, if you guys don't know her, look her up. Absolutely beautiful. She's a model and designer, and she married someone named Nats Getty, who is in the Getty family fortune. Very, very rich woman. Um, Let's just put it out there. Uh, Gigi's a Taurus. She is looking for that money and stability, and she got it. But she has it, too. Every time I've I've ran into her, she's, she's not somebody that sits in the corner. She will come straight up to like if you're with somebody that she wants to meet Gigi she, or Nat yeah, Gigi okay Gigi yeah she's she'll come straight up she's she's very forward so okay. I really like her I did not know she was with somebody because every time I've seen her she's you know, just been with her friends. Yeah, in the room, you know, just trying to make those contacts. But yeah, she <laughs> is married. They had a very beautiful wedding on July 12th in Montecito, California. A lot of like prominent party guests were there, including YouTuber Candy Johnson, um, Hannah Hart, Grace Helbrig, BeautyCon CEO, uh, Maj Madera, so many people um, who else randomly Actress Terry Hatcher from Desperate Housewives. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, Singer Bonnie McKee, who also performed. And here's a little bit of their relationship timeline because I always find it interesting when Kyle digs into that to see, like, how things were going for them. So at the end of 2016, Gigi, Gigi announced that they were going to split up. They had been dating for... A little under a year, I think. Um, They still loved each other, but needed some space. Just a few weeks later after that, they were back together. And so now at this point, they've been dating for about three years. And in March of 2018, the couple took their relationship to the next level and they got engaged. And as I said before, Nats is the heir to the Getty billion dollar fortune and her uncle is the owner of Getty Images as well. So these two seem extremely happy. Those photos that they have all over. I think people got the exclusive. I can't remember. They're beautiful. Everyone needs to check them out. But what is their compatibility like, Kyle? Well, did you want to say something before? I was just going to say, I what I love about this is, you know, Gigi is is such an amazing transgender 
um, activist. And the fact that he married her, um, and, and it's such a public family. I just, I, I think it's a lot of, um, there's so much hidden shame that goes on with a lot of the transgender people I know in their relationships. And this is a, a serious issue that's talked about all the time. So I think it's, it's fabulous that she found somebody that, um, yeah, it's, it's I love it. so public with, with all of it. It's great. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, let's dive right into here. So this is an exciting time for the pair. Gigi Gorgeous is a Taurus, as I mentioned before. And Nats Getty is a Sagittarius. So this couple is not your expected match because Taurus and Sagittarius don't often align, most of all. But that means that they challenge each other to new adventures. So, you know, that's really, I think, a lovely thing. Usually Taurus, which is Gigi, craves more security and stability than Sagittarius, which is Nats. But we don't see their rising signs, so there could actually be some other factors at play. For instance, your chart with Craig, I, I looked into that a little bit. <laughs> And just, just like a real quick, just glance at it. And I was like, cause at first I was like, okay, how are they together? And then I was like, okay, totally. So, but we'll, we'll talk, yeah, we'll talk about that later. And it's so cute. I just, yeah, I like, talked to her a little bit about it before. So yeah. The next thing I note for them is that their moon signs are actually extremely compatible. Gigi has a Sagittarius moon, whereas Nats has an Aquarius moon. This alignment between them means that at the end of the day, they can have fun relating and their way of connecting emotionally will often be direct and forthright. And they'll love this and intuitively get each other because of that. And I think that's a very important thing, you know, at the end of the day. Last, as for some important dates, Jupiter, the planet of miracles, was in Gigi's house of partnership, engagement, and marriage, actually last March, when they got engaged. Wow. Signifying this is a blessed and divine connection. Amazing. Yeah, I love that. Also, Jupiter is now in Gigi's house of intimacy this year showing that she is spending a lot of time negotiating what they each give and receive from their union. Okay. Cool. <laughs> you know, I love it. Yeah, I mean, everybody does it, you know? Yeah. However, with Jupiter being in Nat's zodiac sign this year, it means that he's starting a powerful and profound cycle for 12 years when Jupiter is in our sign, major life events that are fated and blessed happen to, happen to us. This is often when we attract true love, get engaged, get married, have a baby, launch our career, whatever it is that's most important for our coming 12-year cycle. So you can actually predict the things that are going to be really crucial to you wow. by what happens at that time. Yeah. So, you know, this is a supremely blessed time for the two of them. And honestly, they're just, they're really, they look great. And I'm so wow. excited for them. Yeah. The stars are aligned. I love it. I'm very happy for them. And I'm very happy, you know, just, I think she's fantastic. And I'm excited that I got to meet her and interview her because I was just extremely inspired. So um, congrats, you guys. Mm -hmm. A little bit of not a blessed time, um, our second story. So rapper ASAP Rocky is currently being held in a prison in Sweden. So this is one of those stories that's complicated and this and that. I'm going to try to break it down for you. So he was arrested in Sweden um, due to a June 30th street fight that was caught on video. So Rocky was arrested along with his colleagues after voluntarily going to police headquarters in Stockholm for questioning on July 3rd. 
He had been part of um, the July 2nd lineup at this two-day smash festival of hip-hop in the city. And all these stars have really reached out via social media being like, get him out of jail. He shouldn't be there. People are trying to help him. Like Diddy has you know, spoken out. Justin Bieber, Shawn Mendes, Jada Pinkett Smith, Nick Cannon, Meek Mill, Cara Delevingne, Post Malone. Like the list goes on and on. And when you first read this story, you're like, well, what did he do? Why is he, you know, was he super violent with someone? We, you know, I didn't know at first, but there is a petition now on change.org that's reached 250,000 signatures in less than 12 hours. It is the 10th fastest in history to hit that benchmark. And people, it's now up to six hundred or 530,000 signatures. And part of the petition says that he also is being held in really poor conditions and isn't getting the um, legal rights that he should be. And it kind of just seems like it's a loophole. They're trying to make an example. I don't know if it has anything to do with race, but I will say that I watched the video. I was going to ask. Yeah. And... This person that quote-unquote got intact was antagonizing him and his friends. I think it was his bodyguard, um, his security. He was like throwing headphones at them. And they literally, ASAP Rocky was just like, dude, please just leave us alone. I'm begging you. We don't want to fight you. We really don't want to fight you. Like just, you know, go. Because he knew his security was about to pounce. And they didn't. And then finally, you know, they did. And so I didn't see, I guess there's a fuller video of, it says that they all attacked him just brutally, but the way it was written, I'm like, I don't necessarily believe that given the way he was speaking to the man that was harassing him. So, you know, and he, they recorded it on purpose because in the video he says, look guys, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. These people are harassing me. I don't know what's going to happen. And then now he's in prison for uh, assaulting this guy and also part of his security team is as well. Um, I feel pretty bad for him. And it's not, it's a very scary thing to be stuck in a foreign country. He's missing, you know, he's missing a lot of work and this is obviously going to affect him for some time. So Kyle, I'm interested to hear what's going on. And he's also a Libra like me. So I'm like, oh, no, that's a bad time. Am I going to go through a bad time? It scares me. No, I mean, I did write about some of the stuff that you... I don't know if you read it yet, but I'll certainly go into it. So Asap Raki is a Libra. And there are some obviously very interesting things going on here for him. The big thing to note is that his fight took place right near the solar eclipse in his, his fame in public recognition sector. This means... Unfortunately, that this big scandal is going to follow him, and he will be known for it. The solar eclipse was actually on July 2nd. He turned himself in for questioning on July 3rd. He's going to be known for it. So, however, that's not all of it either. He's been having a lot of attention on his career with Mercury spinning, spending most of its time this summer in this sector, as well as causing some changes in direction and new information to be seen. So it is possible that things could go in his favor once things like shake out, you know, from the shadow periods and, you know, especially because, you know, that's, we won't really have all of the information until August 15th fully. So the vast majority of this month is going to be focused on, you know, all right, what's the facts, what's going on, you know, and for you, obviously, it's, it's just making sure that you have, you know, everything sorted out for Comic-Con and Mm -hmm. getting all into all that stuff. For him, unfortunately, because it happened right around the time of the eclipse, he's kind of screwed. 
a little bit, you know, with that, you know. Why would you hire, first of all, why would you hire bodyguards and then you do the fighting? I think I, I would, if I was in a foreign country, mm-hmm. just saying, like, even without bodyguards, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to get involved in anything. Mm-hmm. But if I have hired help to, like, protect me, I'm, I'm not getting involved with one person throwing headphones. It sounds a little... Yeah. Like, I, it, it doesn't... It sounds like, yeah, he was maybe antagonized, but still it doesn't sound like the best decision to... He's a figure. To, yeah. I mean, you, you do have... That, that kind of stuff is going to happen. It has to be expected that they're not... Everybody's going to love you. And yeah. Or, you know... I, I don't know. Totally, totally. Well, also there's that. So, also Saturn, the planet of hardship and obstacles, has been directly opposing the sun in his career sector... Meaning that he's been feeling there's all this extra weight on him, and it's either representing com- competitors, competitors or opposition to his goals. Pluto, planet of destruction but also rebirth, has been clashing with his focus in this area because the sun is in that area right now too. Signifying that he's going to eventually have to be reborn from these things and do important karmic work on releasing it. Last, Venus is also going to be clashing with both of these planets this month. Meaning that ASAP is going to have very important relationships in his career tested and potentially some endings with them because of that. And then this occurs uh, due to the way that he's been approaching his relationships already. And so clearly there is some dark and warlike karma that needs to be worked out. I'm just such a sucker, but I feel bad. I feel bad for him, you know? Yeah, I'm not saying that, like, I mean, clearly, like, you know, if... I don't know. I feel like I literally saw half of the video and they cut some, but I, uh, what I saw was not, I was just like, oh, poor guy. Like, oh crap. But if he hit somebody, that's just not going to, I I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened. I haven't seen the video, but I'd like to talk about the fact that something like this gets that many people to petition. There are so many other things on going on on this planet that are requiring signatures. It's, it's crazy to me that that many celebrities can come together and, and try to make a change with something like that. I yeah. Mean, that's a little shocking. It no, is. I, I feel you. I feel yeah. you. And I understand that point of view, but also it it's kind of nice that so many people care about him. But yeah, let's be signing petitions for, yeah. you know, the environment. That, yeah. I mean, the 10th largest or the yeah. largest that like. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a little nuts. He has a lot, you know, a fan, it's, he's one of those names, I'm not super into rap music, but he's always on all these tracks, you know, you're like, yeah. oh, featuring ASAP Rocky, blah, blah, blah. So I, I hope he is going to be okay. But yeah, let's uh, use our change.org mm. power <laughs> to, um, like, while you're on there signing that petition, yeah, sign a bunch of other go. ones that, like that, you know, like really need some attention. So yeah, yeah. I agree. wish him the best. This third story is um, a little bit like self-gratifying for me, but I do know a lot of our listeners and our followers on Instagram also watch The Bachelorette, so we just need to talk about some things because we are getting, we've just gotten down um, to the final two, and um, basically this season is a lot different than others because Hannah Brown, who is our Bachelorette, has become a really big feminist icon the entire season, they've been teasing a moment that happened on TV last night um, that Fantasy Sweet Week is the week where people do it. Um, cameras are gone, and, you know, it's called Fantasy Sweet for a reason. So one of her final men, um, Luke Parker, 
is religious. She's religious and basically shamed her for having sex with other men. And she broke down and was like, <laughs> she said that she effed in a windmill twice and Jesus still loves her. And yeah, she sent him packing. (laughs) But her final two contestants, one of them is extremely controversial. Um, His name is Jed Wyatt. And this is one of the first times that a controversy about a contestant has come out during the show. And he's making it really, really far. Like he might win. Um, He admitted earlier on in the season, he pretty much came on for his music career. And he sucks. Not a good musician, but here nor there. Um, I mean, he's on the show. He's got to be gorgeous. Yeah, he's hot, but I don't. I'm. I just. I don't. I don't like him. But he had basically a girlfriend before the show, and he told her like, "Wait for me, baby. This is just an obstacle. We're gonna have to. You know, I'm just on it for the show. I'm not interested in her." That sounds like some Capricorn bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I'm calling that out there. I don't, oh my god. I know. P O S. Like I can't watch this guy anymore, and she's totally falling for it, falling for his songs, and she sends this other guy packing. That, you know, yeah, he's anti-feminist, misogynist, but uh, this other guy, Jed, kind of is as well. Um, But she seems really, really enamored with him. And now that the news has come out, none of them can officially make public statements because ABC has such a tight, you know, tight rules on them. Um, But Hannah has kind of spoken out on Twitter and has thrown some shade because she obviously now knows everything that's come out. I mean, it was a big story. It was picked up by Entertainment Tonight, E! News, like all these different things. And um, the other guy she has left basically is one of the most loved contestants to ever grace our television screens. His name is Tyler Cameron. He's gorgeous. He's a feminist. And he loves her. And um, she just is kind of going to have quite the dilemma. And it's a shit show to watch because all of America, this was taped months ago before a lot of these things came out. So all of America knows as they're watching what's happening. But obviously when they filmed, she did not. Um, So I gave Kyle some dates about like when she started filming and, you know, the big like milestones that happened throughout filming. I think that she's just, she's unique, she's different, and she's paving the way for more talk about like religion and sex. And um, I... You can have both. You can. (laughs) And Jesus or whoever, Moses, God, I don't know. He will still love you. Like why, how does everyone think we got here in the first place? So... It's interesting. It's going to be a very big topic of conversation for the next few weeks until the finale airs. So I wanted to get Kyle to look into these men's charts, to Hannah's charts, to kind of see specifically what was going on with these people. Oh dear, this is some hot drama for sure. So Hannah's a Libra, mm-hmm. Jed is a Capricorn, Tyler is an Aquarius. Of their initial compatibility, you'd think that Hannah and Tyler truly do have a better connection. Hannah you know, as a Libra and Tyler, as an Aquarius, blend so well together, and they have a very vibrant possibility for love. Those two signs are kind of like two peas in a pot. You know, there's that that flow. Jed, however, is having a lot of destined changes take place in his life, and this is because of the eclipses that are taking place in his sun sign. He's also having major eclipses take place in his marriage and partnership sector. As I mentioned before, Capricorns and Cancer are going through major shifts in, in their path, finding soulmates, getting engaged, getting married, or being shaken completely out of relationships in order to be redirected toward better partners. Certainly starting last year, throughout most of 2020, Jed will be experiencing that learning curve. However, looking at some of these key dates, 
On April 24th, the son was in Jed's romance and love zone when he introduced his family to her. On May 4th, the son was in uh, Hannah's sector of intimacy where she was negotiating the balance in her relationships in the give and take. And that was, ha- you know, happily when she dropped Luke because that wasn't working for her. Her engagement took place when her intimacy and, se- and uh, her intimacy sector was still lit, lit up bringing her into an agreement with the final winner winner, when that happened. However, June 18th is a funny date because this is when, you know, things are airing, and this fell right near her full moon, and that full moon was in Jed's 12th house of secrets, karma, hidden enemies, and baggage. And that's when the (laughs) ex-girlfriend came out with these texts and and her whole story, so that is so crazy to me. God, these Capricorn assholes, I just can't. Um, so it, but that because it came out then, it shows he was truly hi- trying to hide that information, and it, it came out. It was a full moon. Good. Yeah, so that's, yeah, like that was not planned. Uh, so then also, now though, we are having an eclipse this week in Capricorn. For, for Hannah, it's all about her, or no, the, the eclipse is earlier in the month. We're in her house of fame, publicity, and career being lit up. For Jed, it's putting him front and center. And Tyler, it's all about his hidden things finally coming to light. So there's an interesting combination that we have going on with these eclipses because if, again, this goes back to kind of what we were talking about with like sharper, difficult, you know, more severe aspects. If you're not living like an asshole, you're not going to have asshole things happen to you when they come, like, come out because this could be that he won the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that would be the thing that's because that's been a secret, you know? So, I mean, honestly, I, these men, I cannot with these men that... that think that they can just like keep people like around and like it's called gaslighting yeah you, it's like you think you can you can you can have all of it and i just burn them to the ground yes oh i very much agree well you know i, I just had to, like we have to talk later okay <laughs> oh. oh god oh okay yeah all right Um, I have a feeling in a month or so once all of the dust settles, because what I love about the show now with social media and things is once the season ends airing on TV or ends filming and it's airing on television, there's still drama that's happening because people are watching more secrets come out. And then you realize that like things have been going on that we never saw. It's harder being on a show, watching it when it's, when it's airing, you relive everything and like you said you find out what everybody else was saying and doing things that you didn't know yeah it's and the people around you also get to see it and girlfriends Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. you know even if this doesn't end in happiness for her i think at the very least she has been a really cool icon to just be like yeah i have sex i don't care i'm not sorry men do it all the time like sue me good for her hey good for her you know maybe she falls in love with herself and that's the end. Who knows? I don't know. But speaking of um, someone falling in love with yourself, because I think that was a really um, good quote on Sex in the City at one point, we're going to move on to our Celeb WTF of the Week. Usually I do couples that don't really make sense or love triangles, but this week it's going to be a little bit different. It's about a friendship that um, isn't what everyone thought it was. So Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall, a.k.a. Carrie and Samantha from Sex in the City. So um, last year, some information, well, they were talking about doing a Sex in the City 3. And Kim Cattrall basically said, no, never, and just shut it down. People accused her 
of not doing it because she wasn't getting enough money. And so finally she came out and just basically said, Sarah Jessica Parker has been a big bully to her for years. The other girls have kind of been bullies to her. Um, and it's not about the money, but it's just, she was never close with them. They were never friends. And, um, her uh, brother passed away last year. Kim's did. And Sarah reached out via social media, sending her love and support. She basically was like, screw you. I don't want your love and support, you phony. And, um, it's such a bummer. she accepted the other girls. Yes. Social media outreach. So you're, you know about some of this drama too, Well, I'm, I know Sarah Jessica Parker. And she's actually one of the most lovely people I've ever been around. And I, and I, in fact, I just did an article and I say she's, she's one of the sweetest celebrities that I know. I really hope to meet her someday. So she's, she's she's so iconic. She is uh, like, she is, she's fabulous. She is a super sweet human being. Oh, I mean, it's just so sad because I grew up with that show and you really believe that they're all best friends. Well, it's like the Golden Girls. It's... I was crushed to find out that, you know, that B. Arthur and um, Betty White. Betty White had beef with somebody? Her. Oh, she hated, B. Arthur hated Betty White. Wow. Yeah. We so gotta go like, into that one. So you think, it's the, same, it's the same thing. I just have to say, I know, I know Sarah Jessica Parker. I think she's lovely. I think she's creative. She shares her life. Um, you know, she knew she's her and Cynthia Nixon were, um, they met on Broadway. They were both in the original Annie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, of course she's going to have a friendship going into this with that. Mm-hmm. I just haven't. And then Kristen, oh, I for, love her so I much. I love her too. And she's somebody that she's not trying to do anything. She just adopted two kids. She, you know, she's living her life. And for her to come out after all of it and say, you know what, this, you know, what Kim Cattrall is doing is not right. She doesn't support what she's saying publicly. I just, I, it sounds like there's a common denominator with all of the, the women. I, I have a hard time believing that that many cast members is, is going to not like one person for no specific reason. You know, it's just... Do you think it was always like this? Like while they were shooting in the late 90s, early 2000s, do you think they were ever friends? I intuitively get a feeling that Kim Cattrall has, um, that there's, there's some ego issues happening. Yeah. And that she, she likes being the star. That she's a Leo. That's literally what I was talking about later. Yeah. And I think that, that what happened is, I I really think that she thought that this was going to be a role that, you, you know was going to be as big as Sarah Jessica Parker's role, even though she was, she was part of the cast. I, um, yeah, I don't think that she's good at sharing the spotlight. Even her, her tweet replies. Some, I think Perez Hilton just tweeted her out and was like, uh, Samantha Jones, rest in peace, Samantha Jones. And she was like, well, you're, you're two years too late, but you can, you know, see the rebirth of her character on this new show. And it was just, it was really, it just, a, a, a very, bitchy egotistical response yeah you know like i guess like it's there not was no surprising. tie to the character at all it was like you uh. know and whatever your experience is in in acting with a group of people i think that that there are millions of people that love the show and the character so she could have done her character justice instead it, it was like she threw it all away for 
for her beef with Sarah Jessica Parker. Well, I, I will just say it. I don't think we needed a third movie. I love the first movie. Number two was I was just like, no more. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't ever want to go to Abu Dhabi either. I just I have no Fake interest. Abu Dhabi. I think it, <laughs> they like filmed it in like Monaco or something. Yes, but... they called it Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Yes, I remember. Well, I've watched. So how many seasons are there? Well, so there was six seasons of the show, six but seasons, they yeah. had two movies. No, I know. Yeah, totally. I mean. I think I watched the first five seasons, yeah. Yeah, and they were so incredible, and I just, like, still, to this day, I, I think about them all the time. We should like, watch the six. I refer, that, refer, refer to them for still style and, <laughs> and hair inspo because it it is timeless, and um, the the designer for the show is, she's iconic. It, I, I, love, I love it. Yeah, and, I mean, actually, oh, oddly enough, I'm remembering this now, I have next to my bed this, like, collector's Sex in the City book. And it's just because I had that, and then Kyle right now has my Us Weekly um, best, like, coolest photos of all time. And they're, like, those two books I've had since I was probably 13 years old. And um, I just love Sex in the City, and it's sad to kind of see this fantasy blow up and because I rewatch it all the time, really. Like, once a year, I, I rewatch a season. That's the thing. You, you're you not seeing Sarah Jessica Parker posting... No. It, you know, all of this this hateful stuff about mm-hmm. Kim Cattrall, it really is just, when she's confronted with it, it's like, yeah, I reached out like any person would do. And, and it's it's water under the bridge. She's off to the next thing. She's having, you know, it, it, that's what's interesting. Yeah. If you sit back and look at it. Well, Kyle, what are all of their signs? Like, how do they lay with each other? Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is definitely an interesting story. Uh, so let's dive I right love in. sex. I'm glad you're talking about this. I love this show. I Me too. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. When you did this one today, or sent it to me, I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> like, it's one of those moments. Anyway. So Sarah Jessica Parker is an Aries. Fiery, strong-willed, dominant. Aries is a leader. So she was a leader of the show and eventually even became an executive producer. Those are leader very specific Aries leader qualities. She wanted her stamp on the franchise and wanted it clearly known that she was the powerhouse, not only in front of, but also behind the camera with that. Sarah is ruled by Mars, the warrior planet in the assertive force. Now, that doesn't make someone a bad person. It just shows that, you know, they're very aggressive or assertive, you know, and those, again, don't have to be negative qualities. Uh, Kim Cattrall is Leo. Leo are prideful, also fiery, and also dominant, but extremely stubborn in a way that Aries de- is definitely doesn't need to be. So would you say that they're maybe two of the worst signs for each other? No, because I actually go into this. So yeah, anyways, let me, let me, jump, let me jump into that in a bit. So this doesn't make, make him or any Leo a bad person again, because they radiate naturally and have tremendous gifts of a performance, creativity, magnetism, beauty. Kim is on the opposite end, is ruled by the sun the center of our solar system. Because of this, most Leos demand attention, and if they do not get it, or are the shining star, they will feel defeated and become resentful. So that's literally what you were saying. I was like, I looked at the charts, and I was like, hell yeah, that makes complete sense. So then, you know, clearly as we can see, the makeup of their feud is in their sign. On one hand, the two fire signs of Aries and Leo, as you were hinting at, can be incredible together. Passionate, powerful, dynamic, you know, as many people have said, you know, Sarah and Kim were the favorites of the entire Sex in the City empire. But when grudges happen, Aries, uh, Aries, so Sarah can let it go. She's a cardinal sign. She'll move on. Whereas uh, Kim, a Leo, is a fixed sign. She will hold on to that shit forever. So that's where it really comes from. Uh, jumping to the other characters, 
Kristen Davis is a sweet and sensitive Pisces, which is so funny because that is exactly how her character totally comes off in the show. Oh, yeah. Like, totally. And I was like, oh, my God, I love it. Charlotte. Uh, Cynthia Nixon is also an Aries. But the thing about Aries, you know, as I've been mentioning before, is that whether or not they are the leader, they want to be in cahoots with the ones who are. So when Kim alleged alleged that there was a mean girl squad, of course, this does make complete total sense from her point of view. There was. You know, Sarah was the fiery Aries leader, Kristen was the excitable Pisces, and uh, Cynthia was a passionate Aries, and they all wanted to follow the path forward. Because that was, that was their goal. That was their conquest. They were on the show, you know, and Sarah is the star. <laughs> you know, who else is in the, the intro? No one. Yeah. You know, so of course, you know, that is the key there. And, and she's the executive producer later on. Uh, there was no eclipsing out of that, and so of course, you know, they wanted to stay on a good side with her. You know, Kim, however, did not give a single shit because she knew her, her own star power and didn't want or need to, to bow to anyone, and this ultimately drove them apart. And Kim felt rejected, disrespected, and resentful. And uh, unfortunately, it truly does look like this feud will never go away. Like, that's just, it's done. Yeah, one of the reasons I brought it up this week is because someone on a red carpet recently saw Kim and, you know, asked again about the third movie. And she once again, like, brought it all back up yeah. again. So it's like a trending story again. I, I, it's Mercury I, Retrograde. Well, it also... You know, you see this in Hollywood too. She's she's coming out with the show or whatever on. She plugged it on. <laughs> yeah. I think like Showtime or whatever or Fox. It's on Fox. Oh, that's um, not gonna work. But she was like, sorry. <laughs> she, she was like, I, I think that this is part of a story that will keep her relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's the only like right now it's the only story that anybody could ask her about. What else is going on? Yeah. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, well it's, it's, I do have such a warm place in my heart knowing these characters, you know, and really, like, going through that, that, that process of, you know, I don't know, laughing and crying and falling in love with their characters and stuff. And I would love to meet them, and I hope that they just don't ever step in the same room. Yeah. Yes. I, you know? I, I, I guess I can, I can love them both for their different signs. I'm a Taurus, and they would both mm-hmm. love me. I'm well, good at com- I'm sure. compartmentalizing <laughs> their, their personalities and their characters. So right. Like, I, you know, I can still love Samantha. Um, I, she's definitely not a person that I think I would want to sit down and hang out to at a party. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of you compartmentalizing, (laughs) that, uh, probably has something to do with who you are, what your sign is, all of that. So this is the point in our show where we're going to dive into you, Brandon, and see like what's going on here. All right. So you're like, Kyle's a doctor. Right. (laughs) What are we doing today? Uh, so you're a Cancer Sun mm-hmm. with a Gemini rising. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Yes. Okay, good. So some major things to note for you is that you are having some major destined moments taking hold this year. They actually started last year in July because you had an eclipse in Cancer in your sign. When we have an eclipse in our sun sign, it puts us front and center and redirects our path. Sometimes we may feel like some big dream, hope, or goal is suddenly closer than ever before. Or we are having something removed from our life that isn't bringing us fulfillment or happiness. The universe ultimately wants you to be happy, prosperous, and healthy. Thank you, universe. (laughs) (laughs) So eclipses are the most dramatic and powerful lightning bolts that the stars can affect our lives with. You had another eclipse in your sign earlier this month, opening another big door for you. So that was on the 2nd. And you will have two more eclipses in Cancer next year, early January and again in June 2020. 
So you're going to see big, exciting, and profound doors just blasting open. So get ready to see this, like, momentum is just gonna speed up. These, these years are gonna be like, holy shit, like, oh my God, everything's happening right now. Like, it's just gonna be so fast. And I think the- Bring it on. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, and the thing that's cool too is I, I looked even further into your chart. Uh, so, uh, and I don't have the dates for it, but after you're done with these eclipses, they go into your ascendant. And so your, your Gemini rising is being hit by them next as well. Oh, so you're having a lot, basically starting, starting last year, for like the next like five years roughly, you are having an immense amount of learning and exciting things happening in relation to how you stand apart and stand center stage in the world. Finally. But then also, <laughs> also how you are stronger together in a partnership. So yeah, so so I'll give even some more into that too. So let's see. Oh yeah, because of all these eclipses, my my honest assessment for you is that you really need to journal and meditate on what is going to be that you want. Because now that you're in this very powerful zone for the next couple of years, you actually can materialize and manifest your desires like that much more quickly. I always have to remind myself, I forget to ask. Mm-hmm. Or like just exactly. say what I want. I'm like, okay, I want this. Exactly. So, and that's the thing is it's like, you're going to feel like practically just magical over, and it's probably already begun over the last, you've been seeing, you know, with the, the movements of Jupiter, which, which I'll kind of touch on too. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be these things that you're just like, finally, it's here. Finally, it's here. I'm doing this now and I'm doing this now. And yes, they're all coming true. And it's like, hell yeah, because the power is in your ascendant and in your sun sign. Like, it's you. I love that. Yeah. 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 And it's like, not a lot of people have that. That's going to happen to me in like, because I'm a Taurus rising with, or no, I'm a Taurus sun with an Aries rising. And so that they're back to back, just like Cancer and and Gemini are for you. So I don't know the dates, but it'll be roughly a a few crazy as a few years. And I'll be like, I mean, whatever. I'm already taking over the world. So it's fine. Well, it, it seems like before this have been the most, and I don't want to say difficult or trying, but so much effort like they've been it's taken a lot of effort the last few years well I'm gonna tell you why because I'm not done (laughs) I'm not done yet Uh, alright so then we did talk about your eclipses in the partnership and marriage zone Mm -hmm. so yeah so these are going to be important alliances that began or ended uh, or you're taking them to the next level for instance in a happy existing partnership you can be discussing plans to have a baby, buy a home together, take trips together, start a business together. And that's why this yeah. is, that's all happening because of this. Uh, it also could be with things like signing with a new agent or a new manager or like changing your rates and things like that mm-hmm. in that kind of partnership. So that's another way of looking at it. Uh, right now, you have the planet of Jupiter ruling blessings and miracles in your sector of employment and work. So you're likely seeing some major great blessings in these areas like right now however starting in october of this year it enters your house of partnership and marriage until about december of 2020 it's longer than some people's because of the way that your chart is so that's really badass uh yeah so this means your committed relationships are going to flourish grow and become even more fruitful and your partners will likely be bringing you more money and love and happiness so it's like hell yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) um However, the reason you've been probably having some very difficult moments with probably over the last couple of years with seeing like either opposition to your goals or feeling like some partners before either were ending or, you know, they just weren't working out for you. 
So Jupiter entered, or not Jupiter, Saturn is the planet of hardship and obstacles. It was directly opposing your ascendant, which is your identity, ultimately. And that was roughly from about 2014-ish, maybe 2015, Mm -hmm. and it's still going on. And it's gonna, it's, yeah, it's not gonna stop until 2020. But you're so close to the end of it yeah. that you're, you, like, you're forming incredible partnerships that are long lasting, that are gonna last for 30 years at least, you know, like major big goals that you're finally achieving. It's, you have to go through this period of opposition with Saturn, because mm-hmm. it takes Saturn 30 years to go around the sun. But when you, you know, face it, it's just like the shit that is weak. Breaks and shatters. And well, and it's funny because just the last, I would say six months, six to nine months, I'm like, the mo- using the word momentum mm-hmm. has just been building to the point where, I, honestly, just the last couple weeks, things are just now just, uh, they're, they're rolling on themselves. But that's themselves, the eclipses. So. That's a different okay. transit of things. And right. So that's why, like, for instance, like, yeah. the more we become friends and we talk, like, I mean, I'm here so I can answer those questions for you because you'd be like, what the hell? I'll be like, calling you yeah. <laughs> yeah you know like how many yeah. texts and calls do you get from people you've met it's like wtf is going on today kyle i mean a lot but i love it because yeah. it's really like i it's so cool because i actually i learn about even more about astrology by analyzing your chart and like even looking at you and craig and oh this is the thing that i was saying before so uh I, i'll save that for the end so i'm going to pick out some days for you that are important so the big moment for your career of the year here is october 13th so plan like a major publicity thing, um, anything that's going to get you more fame, more power, more success. It's that specific date or that it's time? Like around then. Usually a full moon casts its light. I always use this image. So imagine that you're standing on a stage. Yeah. And there's one spotlight that's in the center. And, but it's very hard. So it's not like nothing else is seen. So, you know, every, you know, you have 12 different, sometimes 13 spotlights in your year in a different area of your life. Yeah. So you're, you, you are marching between them. Well, right now, up till now, you're marching to that career momentum. So you're building, you're still like growing mm-hmm. for it. Well, you know, roughly, I'm going to say probably about like three to four days before, you're going to really be ramp- seeing it ramp up. And then you stand in the center of that week and you're just like, hell yes, like I am here world and this is what I command. And then you, it fades. Okay. And until the next time. Until the next year. Yeah, is that crazy? Do you like, did, I love that analogy. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, I love the visuals. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and everyone, also, don't forget, if you want your own reading, please go to kyleastrology.com. kylethomasastrology.com. Yeah, I mean, I do. now, I'm serious. Yeah, I do all sorts of different readings. I do it in people's charts. I go into important key dates. I, you know, I, I think that astrology is predictive, but it's also productive. And the, the next one here I'm going to tell you is... It's a new moon. So this is where the, 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 the analogy that I use for this is imagine that you are planting a garden of your life and you have different plots of land that are going to be good for different kinds of seeds. So let's say it's time to plant strawberries, which is your love life. So your love life, this is going to determine your entire love life for all of 2020. Mm-hmm. You have to lay that that doorway opens on October 27th and the 10 days that follow. So, you know, yes, something naturally is going to be like, you're going to be feeling more romantic and you're going to be wanting to do cute things. And that's great. This is also rules children and creativity as well. So all of those sectors. So, you know, when you are, you know, 
telling the universe, like, I want love. Like, you don't want a little bit of love? Get all of it. Yeah. So use that window in time. And that's why, like, I literally use astrology as a strategy. I know when I'm going to get certain things so then I don't waste my time. I love that. When it, yeah, you know, like... That's why, like, I'm so excited for the coming couple, two months, because I'm like, oh my god, I'm so excited to fall in love again, and, like, it's been so effing long, I can't, like, it's been too long, and there's no Mercury retrograde, so then no more accidents. Okay, Sorry. all right. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but yeah, for you, it's uh, October 27th, and 10 days after that. Then, to finish the compatibility here for you, is that, so, you are a Gemini rising and a Cancer. He is a Sagittarius rising and an Aquarius. So blatantly, usually, you look at Aquarius and, and Cancer and think that they have very different modes of thought, but that is half of your chart. So you always, so you, you would literally read Gemini and Cancer for the rest of your life for everything. He reads Sagittarius and Aquarius. Well, Sagittarius and uh, Gemini are completely six months apart, which means that you both rule partnership and marriage for each other. Aww. Like, literally, it's like a yeah. really divine connection like that. How beautiful. Yeah, so I'm just, like, so excited for you, because I'm just, like, I'm always, like, I'm on, like, on my hunt for, like, my Libra rising, and then hopefully he's, like, I don't know, he can be anything else. Isn't that me? <laughs> yes. I mean, that's why we partner, too. Yeah, but sorry. But I love you, but I'm I, not I don't do it for him that way. I'll never forget the day he's, like, I love you, Sam Davidson. You are one of my soulmates, but not in that way. And I was, like, I No, I mean, you, I know. you're one of my soulmates, but I'm <laughs> never going to have sex with you. Well, speaking of sex. <laughs> I love you. Uh, you're gorgeous. And by the way, she's super, super gorgeous. All of you straight men out there. Go to Comic-Con and don't yes. wear a mask. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Wear your best face to Comic-Con, guys. Um, okay, well, yeah, speaking of sex, we're going to quickly play our game of Bang, Mary Hill Cancer Season. Yes. All right, so I have three men. Kevin Bacon, John Cusack, and Josh Hartnett. It's hard. It's really hard. I, I always need to look at recent photos of these homes. Yeah. I'll, I'll go first. Um, Who's okay. it? Josh, Josh Hartnett. Hartnett. Oh, that's like see. my childhood. Um, yeah, let me see what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll go because right. I yeah. have had fantasies of banging him since I was a teenager. So I'm going to bang Josh Hartnett. I'm going to marry John Cusack because I just think he seems like he'd be a great husband. And I love Kevin Bacon too, and I'm really sad to do this, um, but I'm, I'm going to have to kill him. That's that's mine. Josh is pretty damn cute. So how did you not know who he was? He's so yeah. he's so hot. No, I remember him. It's just it's not Pearl Harbor. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I just didn't know if he what he looked like now. He's still he was in Penny <laughs> Dreadful on Showtime for the, those few years. So yeah, well, what about yeah. you? Yeah. I would definitely bang Josh. <laughs> um, Who wouldn't? You know, I think I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go with you because you know I'm I would kill Kevin and marry John because then Joan would be my sister-in-law. Hell and yeah! I just love her. <laughs> so, Me too. Yeah, you know. Say anything, yeah. high fidelity. Oh God, I just could marry him. Yeah. What about you, Kyle? Alrighty. Uh, I feel like isn't there that thing that's like. The, this, the level of Bacon 7 and everyone's like related or yeah. fucked somebody in Hollywood? Yeah. What is it? Well, it's... Seven degrees of separation? Of Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah, of Kevin Bacon, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if yeah. I've hit that yet. Six degrees of Six Kevin degrees, Bacon. yeah, something like that. So everybody you can trace 
We can trace everybody back to Kevin Bacon. Yes. Because they've been, they've been in a movie with him or yeah, they banged No, they just know thing. him some yeah. way, yeah. And his, his wife is uh, Kira Cedric, also a very famous actress. So come on, make some decisions here, Mr. All right. Uh, I'm going to marry Josh Hartnett. Mm. I'll be so jealous. I'll Go have an affair that. with him. I'm sorry. I mean, whatever. He's straight. You can have him. <laughs> um, and I guess I will... I'm going to get rid of John Cusack. Sorry. And then I think just to like be a part of the Hollywood elites, I guess mm-hmm. I just got to bang Kevin Bacon. You yeah. Know? I'm a romantic, so I'm not banging anybody. Bang but, the you bacon. Know. Yeah. Bang the bacon. <laughs> I mean, you know... Yeah. I hope it's not too salty of meat, though. <laughs> right. Who doesn't love bacon? Anyways, <laughs> um, guys, we appreciate you tuning in so much for this week's episode of Astro Kiki. Thank you so much for joining Thank us, Brandon. You. I love it. Where can everyone follow you, find you, keep up with what's going on with you? At Brandon Liberati on all platforms and BrandonLiberati.com. Awesome. And you guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram. And for the 10th million time, I am going to Comic-Con this week. So if you want to follow me in my adventures, please do that because I think it'll be fun and crazy. Kyle? Mm -hmm. And I'm Kyle Thomas, pop culture astrologer. And you can follow me on Facebook at Kyle Thomas. I'm probably just wearing something that's like trying to make me look hot. And then... uh, (laughs) such a thought. I'm such a thought, yeah. Whatever. And uh, Instagram, uh, Mr. Kyle Thomas, M-R-K-Y-L-E-T-H-O-M-A-S. We'll see you next week, everyone. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Astro Kiki Radio, and you can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure to join us next week, and don't forget, we are the only e-news of astrology. Astro Kiki.